You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that wonders how long these intro rhymes will last. With me are Podball's dedicated penalty taker, Karami Kamil. Hi, guys. And the throw-in specialist, Nicholas John. <laughs> hello, hello. I am Faisal American, the guy who cleans their boots. In that sense, Nick and Karam have it better than Tony Cotti. Because nobody cleaned his boots, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now and mushrooms obscures- on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Now that the obscure sports reference is out of the way, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the podcast. We're in match day six, and there were more than a few good results. First up, Man City had a 1-0 away win over Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea's first defeat of the season, while Man City bounced back from a goalless draw against Southampton. Now, guys, uh, City looked like they were the better side. They pressed really well and uh, neutralized Chelsea's counterattacks. Uh, yes, I I think this was a real statement of intent from the reigning champions. You know, this was them announcing to the world that look, we are here and we are fully capable of playing the way we did last season. Because a lot of people were giving them flack after losing their opening match and then dropping points against Southampton and all that. Uh, but it was very evident against Chelsea that this City side is still dominant, still as effective as they were last season. And if they can maintain this form, I I think they're going to be huge favourites to retain the the EPL title this time. Yes, and remember that. It's not City dominated the game that much. Chelsea did play well as well in the match. It's not just a one-way match against City. Chelsea had a goal disallowed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's a good wake-up call for Chelsea and Thomas Tuchel. It's not going to be an easy ride to the championship. They are being touted as the favorite, one of the favorites to win the league this season, and it's a good wake-up call. For for Chelsea, as for Chelsea, right, Mason Mount was absent. Uh, he had a knock, and they really missed having him on the pitch. They did, they did miss Mason Mount, but I think Timo Werner had a good game as well. We know he missed a lot of chances for Chelsea last season, but I think he's getting into shape. He's getting his form back. Played really, really well to me. But of course, if Mount was in the team, Chelsea would be much, much better. City and Chelsea are second and third in the standings. They're on 13 points each, with a goal difference separating the two. They are one point behind leaders Liverpool. Now, Liverpool had a three-all draw with Brentford. They're the only team that are still unbeaten in the league. Brentford had a great game. They did not lie down to Liverpool's offense. But the the beautiful thing about this game is, to me, all three of Brentford's goal was was. Kind of a scrappy goals, you know. There was commotion inside the penalty box, and they scored. Uh, this, I think, this is the art, if you can say, in the Premier League, where the smaller teams always get these kind of scrappy goals just to upset the big teams. Also, congratulations to Mo Salah, who scored his hundredth Premier League goal for Liverpool. So you know the saying, like you know, Mo Salah, you get more goals. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, bad, I know. No, but but I think he is one of the best. Purchases Liverpool has ever made, you know, I, I, and I think that hitting the century mark for Liverpool will really like like solidify his place in 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 Anfield folklore. Um, but it, it, it's it's funny that for a player who is so consistent for Liverpool, that his future is still kind of like up in the air. You know, for the past two summers, there have been rumors about him leaving and all that. And uh, for good reason, like you know, he's he's one of the most consistent goal scorers in recent years, not just in the EPL but 
you know, in, in Europe overall. Uh, I, I just wonder why Liverpool don't fork out the money and tie him down to a long-term deal soon. Part of me thinks that most of the rumours come from his agent who's just angling for a bigger paycheck for Salah and himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably quite true, you know, that, that he's angling for, for more money. But then you come to a point where Liverpool will have to decide, you know, is because he's been very dominant for the team. So is that dominance, is that quality that he's providing to you worth the money that he's asking for? You know, so that, that, that is something that Liverpool will have to, to decide on. It should be worth it, right, to tie down Salah for an, another couple of years because he's been scoring 20-plus goals since he came to Liverpool. Take him out of the team, then you'll have 20 goals less. Liverpool really needs Salah to go forward, to move forward. And it's it's going to be a big loss for them if Salah do go to teams such as Real Madrid or Bayern Munich or PSG. Yeah, it'll be a huge loss because the fans love him. He loves the fans. Uh, you know, he's a good fit for the team. Everything points towards him signing. You know, so it'll, it'll be a shame if he sort of like gives in to greed and uh, angles for a move elsewhere. Right. In another match, Manchester United are in fourth place after losing one nil to Aston Villa. Who boy, uh, this does make you wonder what's going on, right? I mean, the squad is miles better compared to last season, but the results just haven't matched it. Yes, and it's been going downwards for Manchester United since the start of the season. Um, the match itself against Villa, I think they did, oh my word, they played poorly. I think Villa dominated the match quite well. They put pressure on United's defensive line. Pogba was absent on the pitch, I guess. So was Bruno Fernandes. I think the only spark for United in that match was Mason Greenwood. Unfortunately, he did not score. I'll pass the penalty miss to Nick. Yeah. <laughs> this loss stings not just because of, of the result, because they lost, but because Bruno Fernandes missed an injury time penalty. What could have been the equalizer? And, and you know, United, we're just so used to having injury time drama and all that. But this time it didn't go in our favor. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like you said, it was a, a very poor performance by United standards. You know, this is a team that had Fernandes and Pogba and Ronaldo leading the attack. So they, they should have been a lot more effective than the, the they actually were. But picking up on, on something that Faisal said earlier about how they're in a slump, you know, here's the thing. If you look at their league standings, United have won four, drawn one, and lost one out of their opening six games. So other than the Villa defeat, it's actually not that bad a run. But if you look at the bigger picture, they lost to Young Boys in the Champions League. They lost to West Ham in the EFL Cup. And then now Villa in the EPL. These are all matches that they were expected to win. And these were all matches that they ended up losing after playing badly. So it, it could be an indication that their form and, and, and the quality that they have is actually a lot worse off than what their league position would suggest. So, you know, yeah, it could very well be a, a slump for United. It's another match that highlighted uh, Oli's uh, tactical deficiency, shall we say. His squad can't break down defensive opponents. I think we mentioned that earlier. And um, they seem to struggle against uh, pressing teams. I personally think now that maybe, maybe just maybe, Solskjaer is not cut out for this job. Ah, so you've, you've finally joined the Ole Out camp. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm not joining the camp, but just maybe, because he has not Considering done, joining. Considering joining, yes. Because he has not done anything different since the Young Boys match, if you know what I mean. Because during the Young Boys match, once uh, United went down to 10 men, they totally go on to defend the match. Uh, the same thing happened in the match against Villa because 
they did not really utilize the the offensive prowess that they have. You have Ronaldo. He had Sancho on the bench for God's sake. It's not Martial. It's Sancho. So <laughs> come on, Ole. Come on. <laughs> Maybe Martial might have been a good idea. I don't know. Yeah, it's that bad. And, and you know it's bad when Ole starts blaming the referee after losing. Yeah, which is what he did against Villa. Yes, and he started to become a whiny manager. That's not. Oh my God, Ole. What happened to you, man? I just hope that he does not turn into. Wenger during his later stage of of his career in, at Arsenal, you know, or a Jose Mourinho, where it's everybody's fault but but his, uh... but his, yes. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I agree with what what you said. It's um, the problem is that he's not reacting the way he should be to the results. There should have been changes. There should have been there should have been a more positive reaction after the young boys' uh, defeat, but we didn't see that. Uh, and which is why we ended, we've ended up in this position that we are here. Lah. I'm just wondering now, you know, how much do you think Cristiano Ronaldo is regretting coming back to United? You know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how long he'll go before he starts giving comments to the press about how he's considering his options and, you know, looking for new opportunities elsewhere and all that because he came here to win trophies and, you know, we can't even win the League Cup. <laughs> From uh, Oli out to Arteta in... Arsenal, they beat Tottenham 3-1. I think that now Arteta has his full squad back. Um, they played really well in the match. They played like the old Arsenal, you know, during Fabregas's era when Wenger was still there. They played magnificent football, quick passing, counter-attack, fluid football. Maybe this is the turning point for Arsenal this season. Yes, and- Arsenal played well, but then you also have to admit that Spurs were just poor you know they got torn apart in that first, in the first 30 minutes by Arsenal they just had no answer to what was being uh, thrown at them and and I think Nuno Espirito Santo uh, will have plenty to answer for it was simply you know one of their worst performances in, in a, especially uh, in that first half where they did regain a little bit of their composure in the second half but that the first 30 40 minutes was just really bad Nuno Espirito Santo his name sounds like a prayer and uh, surely he's saying a prayer every night that he can keep his job. Yeah, keep, keep his job and, and somehow get Harry Kane firing again because if you look at it, Kane was also very quiet in, in that match. Yeah? And, and am I right in, in assuming that Spurs is, uh, sorry, that, that Kane has yet to score for Spurs in the league this season? Yes. I right here, right. he hasn't yes. scored. So you, you really have to wonder how much all that, that pre-season transfer drama messed with his head lah. Maybe they're just riding on Son Young Min to just score goals, you know, because he is Asian and he is hardworking. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Among other results, uh, Leicester drew one all with Burnley. Everton beat Norwich two 0 That makes it six straight losses for the Canaries. Watford and Newcastle drew one all. Southampton edged Wolves one nil. West Ham beat Leeds two one. Tomorrow morning, Crystal Palace will host Brighton, and you can catch it live on Astro. Now, guys, the Champions League returns in midweek and the big one is PSG hosting Man City. Yes, and it was reported that Messi is back to full fitness and could be in the starting eleven for PSG. And it, it will be also great for Messi to score his first goal for PSG in that match since it's a big match. He has been criticised uh, for his performance previously. Hopefully, hopefully he'll score. It's going to be a great match. I hope it's going to be a great match, not just a nil-nil draw this Wednesday. Now, with, a, with two teams like City and PSG, it's hard to see it being a, a nil-nil draw. Uh, City especially, I think, will be coming in on a high after their, their win in the EPL. Uh, but yeah, like like you mentioned, this, this is Messi's 
opportunity to shine in the Champions League against a big team like City. The, the stage is set for him. Like, so, you know, hopefully the, the injury that he picked up, you know, doesn't affect him too much. Also, Chelsea are away at Juventus. Manchester United host Villarreal and uh, Liverpool travel to Porto. How will these matches fare? We'll talk about it on Friday's podcast. Something else to look forward to this week. It's the uh, Sudirman Cup. Now, uh, we open our campaign against England. How pumped are you to see the team in action? I'm quite pumped. Uh, I think the youngsters can perform really well this time around. It's their opportunity to gain more experience in the international circuit. Um, And I think they can easily, easily move on to the quarterfinals after the group stage. Finally, we saw a dramatic uh, race at the Russian F1 GP. Not something you'd normally hear about the Sochi circuit, if I'm being honest. Lewis Hamilton claimed his 100th win, but the result could have been a lot different. Uh, Lando Norris was leading uh, because of a change in weather conditions. McLaren wanted him to come in and switch to uh, intermediate tyres. He said no and uh, eventually did a Mazepin. (laughs) A Mazepin. Yeah, it goes to show you that uh, from Hamilton's point of view, sometimes you you just need that lucky break for you to get the points. And um, it'll be crucial for Hamilton because he's he's in a very tight battle with Max Verstappen uh, for the World Championship. So he, of all people, I think will be quite relieved that uh, Norris ended up spinning out. I'm pretty sure he was relieved because before the post-race interview, he did have a chat with, with Norris. He asked Norris whether Norris wanted to go to the pit lane to change the tyres. And Norris did say he wasn't interested in that. And Hamilton admitted that he did not want to change his tyres as well. But apparently the, the, the Mercedes team informed Hamilton that the rain is going to pour more towards the end of the race. That's why Hamilton went into the pit lane first compared to Norris. Yeah, it just highlights uh, Norris's uh, inexperience, right? Guys, whenever your engineers tell you to do something, just do it lah, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> then you fight back. Now, the outcome of the race is that Hamilton has a two-point lead over Verstappen in a title race that will definitely go down the wire. And with that, we've come to the end of our wire. This has been another <laughs> Potball Sportscast. You guys have been great as always. I am Faisal American. And I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas John. Stay safe, keep yourselves healthy, both physically and mentally. Goodbye.